Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. We are recording right now near the pool and Barbados at Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. It is actually a really warm day, which gives David the opportunity to remind me that I'm really off on my weather predictions. But it also gives me the opportunity to welcome David Zanola, who flew in late or early this morning, however you want to look at it, since he got in around 3.45 this morning, David? We shut off the lights at 3.45, yeah, plane landed a little bit after 2. It was interesting to see in Orlando International Airport that, uh, that quiet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you had a pretty quiet experience. Yes. Uh, coming in. Um, yeah, we're not going to spend too much of this podcast talking about Southwest at this precious time of their business culture. But, um, but it is an opportunity to talk about Genie. We've already had two podcasts. I was there on opening day at the Magic Kingdom to kind of get a sense of how Genie was working and what was working, what was not working with Genie. And then I had an opportunity to be at Disney's Hollywood Studios the next evening with uh, many of my children to kind of see if you could still enjoy in a season of Genie going on attractions without waiting in line. So today we're kind of in the middle of figuring out um, all the hacks that are possible with Genie. Not that we would do anything illegal or unethical, but we are trying to figure out what are the shortcuts, what, how do you maximize your experience with Genie and get the best value. If you're gonna pay the $15, how do you really get the best value for your for your money so um furthermore david's staying here at disney's caribbean beach that allowed us an opportunity to visit the park right at well to come in to Fantasyland and tomorrowland 30 minutes prior to the rest of the guests coming into the park um and so we took advantage of that. You want to talk a little bit about that, David? Yeah, so uh, we arrived, uh, what time did we get to the Magic Kingdom? Shortly after 8 o'clock? Right at 8 o'clock. Remember, it was like 8 one. So they, uh, they they let us in, but at, it was close to, was it about 8.30 before they actually dropped? started to drop? And then we went and headed uh, towards the bridge. Uh, or we, we were on the bridge to Tomorrowland and then we headed towards Seven Doors Mine Train, which coincidentally, it's a good thing we had not gotten in line there because it was down. Uh, right. They didn't allow, so they were, there was a whole bunch of people that had all rushed right there. I mean, the biggest chunk of the crowd that we saw that this, this morning was headed to Mine Train early and that was not working. So we headed to um, other spots in Fantasyland as well. But I thought just us missing out on having to wait in a long line for Peter Pan was enough of a value because we waited. Really? What would you? Uh, well, I mean, in terms of the early entry, what would you say? We waited ten minutes. Oh yeah, we did. Probably. We didn't even do ten minutes and in if, Peter Pan. And if that's typically 55, 55 minutes uh, of a wait, and that's probably pretty low. I can actually check while we're chatting now what it is. But yeah. Why don't you do that? Good... So they line you up toward the Mad Tea Party. And we got, again, we entered the gates of the Magic Kingdom about 801, and we went right over to that area, but li literally there were 200 people in front of us. There was a good size crowd resort. And remember, the change in this only gives you a half hour early before the park opens, 
but it gives you a half hour in any of the four parks. And yet there was still this good sized crowd there and another good sized crowd at the entrance to Tomorrowland to take advantage of attractions there. So when I got there, I felt like, okay, we are not gonna, if, if, if you could have gotten there at 7.30 and you lined up right at the front of that line for Seven Dwarf Mine Train, it would have been worth it. But then again, I'm thinking, okay, that's an hour wait to go on the attraction. Yeah. From my opinion, I would be paying, what is it, $10 now or $8, one of the sure. two, right. for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I don't know that I wouldn't pay for it. And more especially, I probably would just get in line five minutes before closing. Yeah. Because that, that queue is not going to take me more than 20 minutes. Well, here's the interesting thing. So right now, we're recording this shortly after lunch. And right now, the wait time for Peter Pan is 80 minutes. So in terms of being an advantage coming early and being there in that resort entry time frame, we did substantially reduce our weight for Peter Pan. Again, if Peter Pan is a necessity for your family to ride, that line always seems to be long. And I also felt like we had a little bit of a head start then heading directly to Frontierland, which is what we did. Um, not a drastic advantage by any means, but I think that it was definitely a little bit of a head start over those other guests that would have been held back at the hub garden area right outside of Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah, I would do a yes and no to that, and let, I'll come back to that in a moment. Is is Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride up and running at this point? It's at 80 minutes as well. It is at 80 minutes as well right Correct. now. Yep. The other real choice of any worth during that time would have been Winnie the Pooh. We could have possibly done that very quickly if we if we are just a few steps ahead, but by then it had already created about a 20-minute line before the 9 a.m. opening. So, again, you have choices as a resort guest to do this thing a half hour beforehand. I would say if you're just going to do Peter Pan and save seven dwarfs till the end of the day, I would just get there right at 8.25 before they let down because most 95, 98% of the guests are going toward seven dwarfs correct yeah and 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 98 percent of them were really ticked when they all formed a line and then magically the narrator the narrator as they say winnie the pooh um comes across said we're temporarily not working at this time which i know just made everybody cringe because they could have been heading to peter pan right. but this is one of the challenges with early entry or with any park at any time is you have the possibility of an attraction uh, not opening. So um, we chose to go into. Tell me, tell before we go any further, let's talk about your strategy for using Genie Plus. So when we, as resort guests, we get to uh, choose our individual attraction passes if we're paying for those a la carte, a la carte purchasable passes uh, at 7 a.m. And so at 7 a.m., uh, we decided to, we're actually gonna park hop this evening. So we got our individual attraction passes for Rise of the Resistance and for um, Ratatouille over at Epcot. So our first Genie Plus pass that we made this morning ended up being for Pirates of the Caribbean, which was at nine, 
was it 905? Yeah, 905. Um, so we were able to actually ride That's Jungle a throwaway Cruise. in the same way that I did Winnie the Pooh the other day. Correct. It's a throwaway. It was basically just to start our clock again a little sooner because had we waited for a later Lightning Lane attraction, then we would have had to wait two hours, which would have put our next available time at 11. By doing the 9.05 at Pirates, we were able to start that clock an hour earlier to get our next attraction. Uh, so we rode Jungle Cruise first, is that correct? We were Jungle uh, Yeah. Standby. So you talked about having an advantage starting from Fantasyland going into Frontierland. I would agree with you if we were going to Big Thunder or Splash. Yes, But by true. the time we worked to Jungle Cruise, there was already a 15, I think we were in line for so, about 15, 15 yeah. minute line ahead of us. And... There's, there's something that Jungle Cruise and Big Thunder share in common. At Big Thunder, not all your trains are out. At Jungle Cruise, not all your boats are out. Yeah. So, and they were doing some train the trainer in one of the boats. So there was a little bit of a gap in weight there. Mm -hmm. Still, nothing compared to probably what it is at Jungle Cruise right now. Yeah, I Because I would imagine guests are waiting for a long time. So we took advantage of that uh, to do that as the first attraction. And then we had gotten out. I think the only advantage of going on at Pirates right at that moment, because there was a 15-minute line at Pirates. And by, oh, we have, to, we have to talk about our Jungle Cruise skipper. Yes, he was fantastic. Separate he was of, of Genie. Best, one this, of the best we've had. This was Genie doing, if you imagine Genie doing the Jungle Cruise, <laughs> this was Genie doing the Jungle Cruise because while he looks like Ozzy Osbourne... <laughs> Yeah, he looked like Ozzy Osbourne's son, Jack. Yeah. 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 Well, he looks a little bit like him. He acts like Robin Williams. Yeah. He when was fantastic. if you can imagine Robin Williams doing the Jungle Cruise, this guy—I mean, all Jungle Cruise skippers, for by and large, are pretty good. Some are special. This guy was a departure from anything I saw before. What was his name? Uh, burn. Burn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually, we saw him previous to picking up our boat, training um, other skippers to do Jingle Cruise coming right. up in just uh, another few weeks. And so this guy was really, he, he took the dialogue and the mannerisms and everything to a new level as he hummed It's a Small World through the Shirley's Temple. It, it was a great yeah, he, Great was, no, he, he, he was fantastic. We said that multiple times during the ride. Yeah. This is the best skipper that we may have ever had. Yeah, no, he was great. Great. So then we go off of Pirates. Pirates was a 15-minute standby, and I did not have Genie Plus this morning. So we were going to test, okay, if you went on it at the same time using your thing and I went on Genie Plus, what would be the difference? I waited in line 11 minutes. You waited in line... I mean, we basically walked right on. It was probably three to four. I mean, we literally walked up. She asked how many people we were, put us in our line. The only thing we waited for was for the next boat to come up and the gates to open, and that, and that was it. So, I mean, we definitely were shorter, but it was negligible. You know, maybe 10 minutes at the absolute most. And this is what we're trying to do. Is we're trying to figure out how to get value right. off of Genie Plus. Right, right now, we took, a, we took an easy attraction right off the bat. In other words, it being... Pirates of the Caribbean, which you, I mean, again, eleven minutes is no big wait. No, not at all. It's not. It's not worth paying it's, for it's, Genie Plus. It's right around fifty minutes right now. It's now fifty minutes, right. so it definitely would be an advantage now. But the problem is, is, and and this was a problem with Fast Pass. You really couldn't do Fast Pass until about 
45 minutes an hour into the day. Right. So this is the same kind of thing going, but again, it you're you're in it. We went from pirates at that point over to Splash Mountain. And initially it was only like a 20 25 minute wait between Splash and Thunder. Correct. It grew very quickly in about the time we arrived. And it was a stated 45-minute wait. We ended up doing about 25 minutes, 28 minutes in line. So, again, shorter than the estimated wait time. This is good. Um, I did ask a couple of people who were coming by in the Genie line, is this your first or second pass? And the ones we asked said it was their first and it was i, I looked at my watch at that point it was ten eighteen a.m so the park had been open for an hour and 20 minutes and they were using their first and they might have been a resort guest so they, they've been in there almost two hours correct and it could have been we don't know when in their window it was it could have been at the beginning of their return window it could have been at the end of their return window also a reminder that some were not genie plus some were club 33 right. or they're with the vip tour kind of mm-hmm. thing and paying the premium or they might be part of a child switch or they could be part of a das um, disability assistance system program so we went on splash mountain mm-hmm. and I mentioned, I don't want to detour from our genie conversation, but three months ago, there was scaffolding up on Splash Mountain. To me, that was a welcoming sign that probably they were going to hold changing over the mountain to the Princess and the Frog attraction for another year. They're not going to take it down until after Christmas because the off season, that January is the worst time to be open anyway. They always take it off in January, off, offline. So I was hoping that maybe with that scaffolding midsummer, they would hold the ride open until the end of the celebration, a year from December, end of 22, and then go into construction for Princess and the Frog. I'd like to think that's still the case. I was a little surprised how many things were not functioning yeah, appropriately things, in yeah. the attraction. Yeah. Missing animatronics, many missing animatronics animatronics poorly functioning water and other special effects not working it made me feel like we're out of here in two months yeah so yeah it felt pretty run down if this is important to you you might want to get here sooner than later i can't guarantee but that's a little bit of the issue for me relative to splash mountain yes um so now we're at 10 40 10 30 10 40 um, Probably about right time-wise, yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me what you've done next for your guest, for your genie pass. So, What's your strategy moving forward, David? Well, so after that, the strategy was starting to basically pick up fast passes, or fast passes, I'm going to do that for years. Yeah. Uh, uh, pick up lightning lane passes at whatever park we would be at in the afternoon, early evening. So I started making them when I had availability for the studios. Uh, so right now we have a fast pass in the early evening. I think uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run was about 4.50 p.m. So I grab that and then my next window opens up soon. So I'm watching the app and I will see when I think a Toy Story Mania comes open and we'll grab that. So And you've done it, a select pass for Rise. For Rise the Resistance as well. And then another one for Ratatouille. 
so that we can just leave the studios, hop over to Epcot on the Skyliner, and, and do that. So kids, don't do this at home. Don't don't jump three no, parks. No, don't do that. No, no, no. Don't jump three parks. Unless you come often. Unless you come with David. And, and, and you know, I've done, I've done four parks even in a day. It's just not my preference. I, we would recommend, but I think what we're trying to do is say, hey, you reasonably could recommend using Genie Pass, Genie Plus, in in more than one park and doing a park hopping scenario. Correct. Yeah, I, if you, as long as you play your cards right in the morning and you are very vigilant during the day, because that's an example. We are recording this at 12.50 in the afternoon. If, uh, Toy Story Mania lightning lanes right now are at 3.45, so less than three hours away, or, or three and a half hours, yeah, two and a half hours away. Um, and so what we're going to have to do is kind of watch in the next 15 or 20 minutes because I want it somewhere right around 4.15, 4.30. So we will, I will watch my app and as soon as I see the tip board update to about a 4.15 or so start time, then I will go ahead and grab that. But then that pushes my window of availability to grab another one, another two hours out. So if you count how many attractions, assuming that that Toy Story Mania is the last one I get on the Genie Plus Access, we will have gotten... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which we didn't really need. Yeah. Uh, we will have gotten... What else did I get in the morning? Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Then we will have gotten that uh, Toy Story Mania. And we will have gotten the Millennium Falcon Smuggler. Slinky run. Dog. Uh, well, I didn't do Slinky Dog. I did not do Slinky oh, Dog. Oh, you ended up, ended up doing sw- something else to try it. a different strategy. So really, other than those, I, we, we could have... Had we not stopped for lunch early, to be fair... Had we not stopped for lunch early, we could have had another one right around the lunch period before we left for our break in the afternoon. But that would still be four passes and maybe a fifth if things end up at the studios not filling up. So the question becomes, if you got fast access on four attractions, is that worth fifteen right, the equivalent of $4 a piece? And in that case, Pirates, probably not because we didn't really need it. Um, you basically have to be able to be okay with not doing a ton of lightning lane in the morning and then starting to build those up in the afternoon if you're park hopping. If you're not park hopping, then I just make them, start making them in the, in the evening um, if that's possible. But again, if you can save five minutes on a line, it might be worth to you if you know you can save more later. Well, if, we, if, we, if our, fast, if our light, lightning lane selection had been Splash Mountain instead of Pirates, right. we would have said for $4, maybe that was worth Correct. Not waiting in that standby line of 25 minutes. And we did. We were trying to do some different things, exploring different things with the software in the morning. That's why we ended up, because you weren't thinking of a Slinky Dog pass early on, but we were saying if we could do Pirates sooner, if you have would have a sooner window to ne- book the next thing after that. So we were trying a bunch of things. Right. Um, well, and, and I also think I also think the variable that, that really impacts your decisions here is how busy it is at the park the day you're there, right? It was, it's definitely crowded at the Magic Kingdom today, but it's by no means a disgustingly crowded day. And so if this is the week of Thanksgiving, I think it's entirely plausible that those Splash Mountain lightning lanes would have been in the afternoon by the time we had a chance to grab our second one. It just wasn't entirely crowded those first couple hours and things were still sitting there. We looked at um, around lunchtime and you could still have gotten a paid lightning lane access for Space Mountain 
that would have started one minute later, but Space Mountain was only a 30 minute wait at the time. So again, it depends on if it's that value. The unfortunate part is you're really not gonna know that if you're purchasing access in the morning, you're not gonna know that before you show up to the park but today. You, yeah, you, and you just said Seven Dwarfs is an 80 minute right. wait. Suddenly, I think I'd rather spend $10 on, on Seven Dwarfs than 15 on Genie. And I think I could work the rest of the system yeah. To to getting on the rest of the attractions without waiting as much time frame. Well, if, a... if we were not, and and part of this is part of why I'm saying this is, I'm I'm struggling to find as much value out of. I, if you're a resort guest, that's great. Take advantage of early resort access. But if 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 you're going to spend. An extra fifty, seventy-five hundred dollars to stay on Disney property per night. I don't know that early access is buying you um, an advantage. I would rather spend that money on on uh, on doing Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs, Rise, those kinds of attractions. Well, and I think the other thing to consider, too, first of all, I said I'd look it up. Right now, currently at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Space Mountain is only a 45-minute wait. That's not bad yeah. at all for Space Mountain in the which, middle of the which afternoon. Which could easily mean 35 minutes, Correct. or 30 even. And you could buy an individual Lightning Lane Pass for $9, so less than the cost of a Genie Plus Pass, and you could get on the ride one minute from now. So that's now here's the thing that I think we do have to consider. We come often, and so if we miss something, there's a bunch of stuff we didn't do this morning. It's not a big deal. We're okay taking a break because we know we'll be back. We know that we'll have more time. If this is a family that says this is a once in a lifetime, and I'm only doing one day at the Magic Kingdom, we are here open to close because this is our only day. Then I think there's a value there because then you just continue to get things and you know maybe we, you, maybe you got on Splash Mountain with a 25 minute wait which is not bad for Splash Mountain but then you grab a Lightning Lane for later in the afternoon because your kids loved it so much you want to do it again you have the availability to, to to do that. We saw it in the eyes of a family from Davenport, Iowa. Yes. Who was right behind us waiting for the rope drop and they were trying to figure it all out. This is their big trip. Mm -hmm. We had a similar party stop us after Jungle Cruise, trying to figure it out. Now again, I said to you the other day, here's David and he's trying to put all his passes toward studios. I told you the other day I was able to pretty much do anything I wanted to between five and nine and cover all those bases without using Genie. So it's, it's really hard to say. I will say anything that helps you on crowded days is right. helpful. Right. Well, and assuming that the price stays at $15 no matter the day or the season, which I would anticipate in the upcoming months or years, that will change. But if it stays at that cost, if you are coming the week between Christmas and New Year's, I think you get a good use out of this because I would assume those wait times are triple what they were this morning. Uh, and so... Walt, it's a it's a it's a game of Jenga, right? Yeah, it is. Walt Disney World News Today had done a post where they noted people go, getting on rise at the, because you get you have access at 7 a.m. on Disney Resort property, and they were trying to get on rise, and then those who were going into the park that day who were not staying on Resort property, able to get those same kinds of times, as if to suggest Disney was holding. Some of those times for non-resort guests. 
I think that's a good thing because I'm a non-resort guest and an annual pass holder. Some hotel guests saw that and were very frustrated. And there's a question that maybe Disney has gone back to letting the hotel guests have full run. I think there's a balance in this, but what it does suggest to me is that they are able to do the coding needed to allocate. There is no allocation. Well, let me, how do I phrase this? There is, Disney is not stopping the number of people who sign up for Genie Plus. They do regulate the number of people who can sign up for any given time on an attraction. And one of the really bad things about Genie Plus that I think is a big difference to me is it seemed to me that Max, and I could be wrong with Disneyland um, Max Pass program, it seemed like I could choose my time. I certainly could choose it in the Fast Pass days of when to do my Fast Pass. Here you get the next available according to Disney. Now, if the park gets more crowded, could Disney open up those windows? Because there certainly isn't. We're sitting there in line for Splash Mountain. That standby line is going pretty fast, and there aren't that many people going through on the Genie Plus line compared to the old days of uh, Fast Pass. And they said in the old days, some people conjectured. I don't. I thought the number was high. Some people conjectured that for every every one standby person you put onto a ride, you were putting three Fast Pass people. Or 75% of the line was fast pass. Mm-hmm. That's not what this, this is not what the math looks like right now. Well, sure, right right now, and it's, and it's early, and I think the caveat we have to allow for is there are, I, we would guess, 95% of the people that are here right now plan their trip without any knowledge that Disney, the Genie Plus was going to start on their trip and may not even want to mention it. In fact, that, yeah. that family we mentioned from Davenport said, we wish they would have started this next week so that we wouldn't have to worry about all this, all this, all this calculus. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of a consideration is to think about, I, I, I think crowd levels and when you go is really going to be an important factor in determining that because they do have the ability to let you choose times because when you buy your individual Lightning Lane access for the big attractions, Rise of the Resistance, Ratatouille, Avatar, Flight of Passage, you can pick whatever is open throughout the whole day. So I bought mine this morning for the evening. We know that technology is there. I'm almost certain MaxPass did not let you. I think MaxPass let you just grab the next one just like this. The Shanghai Disney system uh, was very similar. And so that does allow them to kind of control where people go instead of everybody getting their opportunity for their next one and booking all of them later um, like you could with the FastPass. So I think they have a little more control on uh, dispersing people if they want to. And again, they could turn that on at any time and, and give you more options. But now the choice is only, do you want this attraction at this time? Not, do you want this attraction? Now here's all these 30 times we have left. So if anything, it makes the, the decision path a little simpler. Well, to me, to justify the $15, I'd like to see my being able to use it at least five or six times in a day. At least five times. I'm struggling to see how you can use it for. I certainly don't know how you'd get to eight. No, I don't. Um, I, 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 I think if you were to do eight, you would have to start using it first thing in the morning simply for the sake of using it. And, you know, again, we used it on Pirates to restart our clock. We didn't need it. Or on the <laughs> Magic, yeah. which is the, the ride that they suggested, that, that the genie suggested I start with. Um, you would really have to do that. Now, again, I still think we have to allow for... Your value becomes much more increased if it's Christmas Eve 
and you do start at 8 o'clock in the morning and Pirates is not going to be a 15 minute wait 40 minutes after the park opens it'll be a 50 minute wait and so in that case yes but right now middle of October fairly off season if we're going to call one of those seasons off anymore um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence I have two more days I haven't finished my day yet I'll be going to the studios tonight and making another one or two passes so we will see and maybe we'll check back in to find out what my cost benefit analysis verdict is. Clearly, clearly there are advantages here if you're in the tight seasons of the holiday spring break. Yes. But then again, if you're it. doing it right then and there, you're already paying a premium on your air, on your hotel. Yeah. You might as well go all out. Yeah. At that point. I as an annual pass holder, I struggle to think that I'll ever do it. Um I just don't see that. I can see the individual select ones. I can see Guardians of the Galaxy opening up. And you better believe. Tron. I'm tr- Tron, yes, a little on that too. Although I've done that many times over in Shanghai. But I'm definitely going to want to see it here. So I can see that. But I'm struggling to see that I would do that on an ongoing basis. You would almost, you would almost rather, if there would be more value in dropping the cost of the individuals and then making them all individual. Because instead of being, uh, Rise of Resistance was 15, right? So maybe every individual Fast Passes or every individual Lightning Lane is $5. Oh, I'd rather spend $5 on the individual attractions and worry about that. But then again, if I say that, yeah, I'm gonna get four passes today. So I basically just told myself that I've made my money back. And it's, it's that value quotient. As an annual pass holder living locally, you come often enough that you're like, if I don't get on that, I'll get on that again. I'm not going to pay four extra dollars or five extra dollars for it, whatever your daily pass would have to be. So that makes sense. I still think somebody that does not come very often might find it more useful because it can help them get more done in that day, especially if they're only here for one park per day, four days, and they're out. Um, if you're on a seven or eight day trip, I think you have plenty of time to get stuff done. If you tour properly, which is what a good travel agent helps you do, uh, but that's it's well, kind and of when you're on caught when you're up, there. when you're caught up so much in this, you miss what is the joy of the yeah, parks. Yeah, Country Bear Jamboree, um, the inspiration of the Hall of Presidents, a parade passing by. Mm-hmm. The, these are the moments that really I, make the experience. I found myself on my phone more this morning. No, I was taking screenshots and that kind of stuff, but I found myself more on my phone this morning of. Well, when does this open next? Well, what is this? Well, what time is this at? Well, what time is that at that point? Yeah. I was spending you are much draining. more time. People are draining their phones. Yeah. In fact, oh, somebody yeah. humorously said that they thought Genie Plus would be the next uh, sponsor of the... Or no, the, the, the people who sell the uh, battery. The, the little portable... Yeah, the little portable, portable batteries base, yeah. would be the next sponsor of Genie Plus. And it's possible. Well, and they've, they've added more, actually. I think WW News Today mentioned, or somebody did, that they've added more of those charging stations. Yes. It was in that article. Okay. Yeah, that was in that article. We ended our our short time at the Magic Kingdom yes. with a Mr. Toad Burger. Yeah. <laughs> you want to yeah. give your review on that puppy? So, um, Mr. Toad Burger is basically a uh, burger made of bratwurst meat with uh, some olives that look like the eyes. Some so, cheese. help people understand, yes. there are a few. I mean, you and I know what bratwurst is, but... <laughs> For the general public, tell them what bratwurst is. I mean, so bratwurst is a German sausage, basically. Um, but uh, Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, but so a brat burger is just a, bur- a, a hamburger made out of bratwurst meat. And it has a little more flavor than a typical burger, definitely than, than typical Disney burgers. So I got it. I wanted to try it. Um, I'm not going to say it was bad. It's also not something that there are a few food items on property that I say... 
I, wow. I, I think about, I want to make sure that I find the time to go and get this thing the next time I'm there. <laughs> and they're mostly at Epcot. <laughs> yes, most, or I do really enjoy the grilled cheese brisket sandwich at Woody's Lunchbox. At, um, really? You at know, I have not I tried that. Grilled it's, cheese brisket. You don't think you'd like it, but it's a grilled cheese sandwich, and yeah. inside there's barbecue sauce I've done the grilled sauce cheese brisket. sauce, uh-huh. but I have not done the combo. You don't think you'd sound good, Which but when is, they grill it, like a, it's almost like a panini. That's the um, birthplace of potato barrels. <laughs> at Disney, is, is that, yes. Is that the same birthplace the, as uh, Walt's favorite chili? Yeah. Is that is that where they got that recipe? Every place is Every the birthplace <laughs> of Walt's favorite chili. Yeah, I think Wendy's also says that, it, that it's they've got Walt's, Walt's favorite, favorite chili. chili. Yeah. So um, it wasn't. It was. It was by no means bad. I'm not going to say it was bad. It was the the bun was dry. The burger clearly had been made an hour or so before, so it wasn't really fresh. But sometimes that's theme park food. So I'm glad I tried it. It was a unique 50th anniversary dish, and it's off my list, and I'm done. If you are hanging on to my podcast, a couple of days ago I said, I said, I'm smart, but I still need David. Now, David somehow inferred that to mean I'm smarter than David. That is not true because he has given me no unending grief because I didn't know what bratwurst was. To be was. very clear, I think this is a matter that legally we can't discuss right now because our attorneys are currently uh, <laughs> uh, investigating a, uh, an official claim of slander. And so we are actually not legally allowed to discuss this matter because it's impending litigation. So. This is the part where I get thrown into the pool and I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you, David. Appreciate you taking time. I think it's your nap time. It is. If you're going to have energy for tonight. So thank you. Thank you for joining me, having us, having me. So as a follow-up to our conversation with David, he, he headed back to his room at Caribbean Beach and took a long nap and then headed out to the studios where he later told me he kind of stacked the deck and did pretty good for it. He was able to get onto uh, Toy Story Mania and also uh, Millennium Falcon, um, both under the Genie Plus program. And then he, because he had purchased a Rise of the Resistance Select Pass, he was able to do that. Then he was able to move over to Epcot via the Skyliner and do Ratatouille over at Epcot before he ended the evening. Again, another purchase Select Pass. So. Together, that was a little under, uh, roughly around $40 when you combined Genie Plus plus two select passes. But he said that he came pretty close to saving himself some 200 minutes in the parks as a result of being able to walk onto those attractions and not having to be in the standby lines. And I think if we hadn't been kind of trying to hack the system early in the day, we probably would have had a better uh, Genie uh, Lightning Lane selection than Pirates if, for instance, we had had Splash Mountain. Well, we spent a good 25 minutes in line at, um, at Splash Mountain. We might have, and we ended very early with lunch at 11 followed by him going out to his room. He could have probably gotten another Lightning Lane selection over at um, Magic Kingdom before he moved on to the studios if he had just spent the whole day out in the parks rather than going back to his room to take a break. Now, one might say, is four uh, Lightning Lane passes worth the $15? Um, one can 
validate that depending on the particular rides they wanted to go on. One can validate that based on the amount of time they saved not being in line for those given attractions. For David, he really felt like, okay, for saving what was essentially 200 minutes over, you know, over three hours of waits, it was worth the $45. Mind you, he also ended up doing a, um, a um, park hopper pass for that day, and that's expensive in and of itself. But combined all together, he felt like he got value out of the day. Now, he also went on today, that was yesterday, he went on today to start out in Epcot, and he just couldn't see the value of starting in Epcot with uh, Genie Select, uh, or Genie Plus. So, so the long and short of this entire week, we've now gone through, and if you haven't listened to the previous two podcasts, the, the first podcast was a focus on just how do you make Genie Plus work, um, especially trying to get it to work as an app. I should also add, and then the second podcast was, well, could you do an evening at the studios without Genie or without Genie Plus? And we certainly answered that in the affirmative, and I ended up having an amazing day with my kids as a result of that. I should also mention, as I mentioned earlier in the other two podcasts, digital support had reached out to me about the fact that I could not connect with Genie Plus on my iPhone 12. And they sent, and I sent them information. They sent me information. I sent them back information. They then wrote back, uh, Gina from Digital Support saying, hi, James, thanks for contacting the Digital Guest Experience team. We're sorry to hear about the troubles you're having with Disney Genie. We are aware of the issues you are reporting and our technical teams put in a fix last night that should have resolved this. Can you please confirm that you are now able to use Genie Plus or purchase individual Lightning Lane selections? Thank you for taking the time to share with us. When we receive feedback from guests, it is shared with various areas of our organization. This allows us to identify what we're doing right and what we can do better. Thanks again. Have a magical day. Um, this was from Digital Support, Digital Guest Experience. I, uh, unfortunately, as of last night, Genie Plus was still not working for me, or in particular, whether instead of purchasing Genie Plus, I just went on to see if I could do the individual Lightning Lane selections, which you should be able to do without Genie Plus. But notwithstanding, it's not working. We've ordered lots of food. We've done. We've made more reservations in the parks. We've done a lot of things, but it's not working, at least for me right now. And not sure when I'm going to see that fixed to software. Thrilled that they are responding to me. The other group um, never did respond to me, even though they said, well, give us five days. Well, technically today was the fifth day, but never did hear back from them. any rate, uh, more to come. This is not, uh, even though we have spent now three podcasts covering this, there is so much more to cover in the days and months to come. Um, and so we don't have any perfect solutions. I would say, though, in time, the dust will settle and we'll see some patterns that work much better and give you greater value for your time and money when you use them. We 
And so, hang with us. We've got plenty to, to, to cover. Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been a great week. We've had great listenership this week, one of our best weeks ever. And we just appreciate you joining us. If you have a chance, if you like what you're hearing, we have been able to deliver more information about Genie Plus via podcast than I think anyone else out there. And we've been in the trench, on the ground, looking at this. And if you like what you're hearing, please go out to iTunes. Give them a positive rating, even ideally a great review, because honestly, that's the only way we get the word out. That's the way their algorithms work. And we have to we have to have more of those ratings in order to get that. So if you get a chance, just please, we appreciate that if that means something to you. We also invite you as you go to the post, the post will give you a summary of all of the um, podcasts that we've had this week. When you go to that, you'll also see a place to sign up for the Wayfinder Society, which is our Patreon group, which allows you to visit some interactive tools, some very cool things. Now, Disney has created its own cool things. We're going to talk about that in the days to come. We're going to compare it to what you get when you join Wayfinder Society. And I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. You got a lot more value for the dollars. So, so if you do get a chance... Hang with us and check out the Wayfinder Society. And also, I should mention, be sure to check out Out the Door Travel with David Lizanola. Boy, David has been instrumental in really making this week work. And as I said, I just can't, I can't uh, do this alone, even myself. You gotta have somebody smart and uh, really, David has gone on his own dime to come down to the parks this week to make sure he can tell his clients how to deal with Genie. That's his commitment. And there are very few travel agents right now that really have any sense of how that works based on real experience. David has that experience. Be sure to check him out as well. Hey, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Always remember wherever you are, as we say at Tokyo Disney Sea's Sinbad Storybook Voyage, follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.